What's up, loves? Welcome to Self-Care in Real Life, a podcast where we obsess over giving women the tools that they need to choose happiness and create more joyful moments. I am your host, best-selling author and lifestyle blogger, Ty Alexander, and I'm basically your new wellness hype girl, so welcome to the party. (laughs) Before we take a deep dive into today's episode, I want to remind you to please be sure to rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes if you've enjoyed the podcast so far. For my faithful listeners who are used to ad-free podcast episodes, we now have them for you over on our exclusive membership community on Patreon. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash self-care IRL. In addition to the ad-free podcast episodes, you will also find all of the gems that I have created for you to help you cultivate life-shifting healing experiences. So let's get right into today's episode. It's no secret, everyone should know by now that I am a huge advocate of therapy. Like huge, huge. I boost therapy a lot. I try to sneak a mention of it in each episode because I believe it's not only important for for your immediate self-care in real life, if you will, but it's just a really valuable tool to have and to come back to along your life's journey. I've experienced therapy at many different valleys of my life as a teenager when my family, you know, was going through it. If you have read my book, Things I Wish I Knew Before My Mom Died, you know exactly what I'm talking about. And most recently, right after this first wave of COVID completely sat us down, during that time, my thoughts were just, they were just so loud that I couldn't get a handle on my views my values, my logic, I was just lost. Therapy was or really is a brave space for me to do the hard work, but also while holding someone's hand and a someone, I might add, who knows way more than I do. It's also just my hard reset because I've done therapy quite a few times. It's more like maintenance for me now. You know, how you take your car to get tuned up every few months. That's just exactly how I use therapy in my life. I no longer am at the point where I need to have therapy, you know, every week or every two weeks. But also, there is absolutely no judgment if this is your story, you know. We are all at different stages of our journeys and we just need different things. I shared on my Patreon, don't forget to join us. I'll put the link in the show notes, but I shared, I shared on our Patreon that I was looking for a new therapist and one of our internet cousins commented with, but Ty, how do you find a therapist? You know, like, what am I looking for? So in today's episode, you and I are going to discuss some strategies that can help you really narrow down or maybe even expand your options and pick a therapist who is likely to be a good match for you. The first thing I want you to do is really change your mindset. I want you to value the idea that you need to match with a therapist. I want you to I want you to value the idea that a good match is needed for your therapy experience and that it might take a few tries for you to find your person. I also want to emphasize that you have to do that work. 
You might even receive suggestions or recommendations from friends or family, you know, who work with a particular therapist. I hear a lot of this therapist helped me so much. You should call them, make an appointment too. The question you always have to ask yourself is, will that particular therapist be able to help me as well? Not necessarily, not necessarily taking the help that was good for your friend will be the help that's good for you. Because the honest answer is, it just depends. Their therapist may have great skills, as most therapists do, but their work with you will only be as effective as you feel comfortable or connected to them. So the same therapist that might have made this huge impact on your friend might not have the same effect for you. It's almost like love at first sight. Your therapist should immediately right? Your therapist should immediately feel soft and pink. You know, they should feel warm and fuzzy. And if you've got a feeling that it's not going to work, it ain't going to work. Here is where you listen to your intuition. If you hear some judgy sentences from them, child, run, because you are going to waste your time and you aren't likely to share your innermost thoughts and feelings or even acknowledge your own unflattering behaviors if you don't feel connected and comfortable with your therapist. And the point of therapy is to be open, right? Is to to open up and talk about these things. If you don't, you won't be able to get to the heart of your issues. You might not be able to gain the information you need to create real positive change in your life. You know, I'm all about daily habits that support self-care. One of my new favorite daily habits is having a scoop of Athletic Greens AG1 in a glass of water every morning before my breakfast. With one delicious scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, whole food sourced superfoods, and probiotics. What better way to start your day? AG1 is a small micro habit with big benefits. Plus, it's lifestyle friendly, whether you eat keto, vegan, dairy-free, or gluten-free. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop in a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash tie. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash TY to take ownership of your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Our second strategy is called the therapeutic alliance. Now, this is actually a new term for me, though I've always lived by this idea. I just didn't know it was a term for it. But your relationship with your therapist is often referred to as the therapeutic alliance. This will likely be a determining factor in how helpful therapy is for you. Now, This alliance that you are seeking isn't just made up of a bond between your therapist and yourself. It's also your agreement on your goals of therapy and the methods used to reach these goals. There is no way on earth that you're going to enjoy therapy if you and that person don't at minimum 
like each other. You both need to feel that there are good communication habits forming between you. And if tweaking is necessary, you both need to be willing to work together. Make no mistake, this is another relationship for you. Yes, I know it. I know it. I hear hear the sighs. But this is another relationship for you to work on. Your therapist will also likely continuously monitor your interactions with them and maybe do, you know, periodic check-ins to see how you feel the process is going. If this part isn't happening, I feel like maybe you should run. Honestly, they're not the one for you. The third strategy to finding the perfect therapist is to consider who you might work best with. So there are three really solid factors that will matter most to you and only you. First thing is gender. Do you think you'd feel more comfortable with a man or a woman or maybe even someone who is non-binary? Now, because I feel like men just don't get women like at all, (laughs) all of my therapists have been women, black women to be specific. You will want to find someone who perhaps may possibly have experienced some of the things that you have been through and not just reading off what they learned in a book, even though them books be telling the truth though. The second thing you want to look for is age. Do you want to work with someone who is older or someone who's younger or maybe even around your age? For me, I want a therapist who understands the language that I use in conversation, right? I don't want to be sitting on her couch or on Zoom and I say, oh girl, it's, it's you for me. And she'd be all confused. No, (laughs) this reason and this reason alone is why I need someone who is around my age, who is hip to the culture, you know, who even maybe has an Instagram page. You know, I need someone who really understands the life that I am leading. I also don't want someone too, too younger because I feel like they might not um, have experienced some things that I have experienced. I also would prefer someone who's married. You know, my best suggestion for this age category is to kind of find someone, again, who mirrors the lifestyle that you're doing. Again, I want someone perhaps who has also experienced some of the things that I have been through. The third and last factor um, is religion. Does it even matter to you if your therapist has a particular religious affiliation? I would prefer someone who doesn't solely focus on religious beliefs religious based therapy, rather like Christian therapy, all that stuff. I would prefer you just to be practicing therapy, not under the guise of a religion. I also really don't care what her, and I say her because my therapist is a girl, but you know, yours could be whatever pronoun you want to use, but I really don't care what her religious beliefs are as long as they aren't like starkly different from mine. You know what I mean? Like if you have voted for Trump, You can't be my therapist, that kind of thing, you know. Again, it is completely okay to seek out therapists who fit in your requirements. Before reaching out, I recommend creating like a document that will list these requirements, perhaps even go into more detail and you can do like a chart of if, if this, then that, you know, if... If they do practice religion, then what are the what are the religions that align with mine? That kind of thing. But I want you to keep an open mind. They don't need to check off all the boxes, just, you know, some. Number four, start your search party. Now that you have determined, you know, what kind of therapist you want or you need, it's time to actually search for the person. 
If you have insurance, the first place I would check is your health insurance provider. See if they actually have a directory of therapists who accept your particular insurance. Now, even though in the beginning I know I said don't accept suggestions, but I also don't want you to rule them out. Friends who have had great experiences with a particular therapist might still be a great resource for you. Just take it with a grain of salt, as our grandmothers would say. If you have a primary care provider, they can also be a really excellent place to start your search. There are also, as you know, a bunch of mental health organizations that maintain therapist directories, listing professionals who are qualified to treat different conditions. So I'll list a few for you here. I'll also put them in the show notes. You've got um, Black Virtual Wellness Directory. This directory will help you not only find a Black therapist, But you can also find a black yoga teacher, a doula, and even someone who might help you through meditation. You can search by location, the type of insurance that they accept, and what they practice. You can also filter results to see people who have experience working with military personnel or LGBTQIA plus clients. So you know that the person you find in this directory will be able to serve you in the best way possible. The directory is a part of the Black Emotional and Mental Health Collective, which has many free resources on their site, including journal prompting, uh, worksheets for accountability, and emotional intelligence vocabulary, and even video seminars. Then you have uh, Therapy for Black Girls. This one is probably one of the most popular ones. If you're a Black girl, I'm positive you know about this site. But through the website, you can search for a therapist specifically for Black women. You can filter your search to see therapists who are accepting new clients for virtual therapy, if that's something you're comfortable with. Therapy for Black Girls is also a podcast with nearly 200 episodes, I think more than that now, that covers everything from astrology to dating to coping with COVID-19. If you explore a bit more on their site, you'll also find that they have a page with blog posts if podcasts aren't your thing, but they got to be your thing because you're here, right? (laughs) But they also even have an online membership community. Um, The next resource I have for you is called ZenCare. All you have to do here is fill out a form answering some questions from there. They'll use that information to match you with the therapist that they think best will serve you and your specific needs. The match service itself is free. All you have to pay for is the cost of sessions you have with the therapist. Then there's also Psychology Today, which honestly is like Google the Google of therapies. Everything and everyone is on there. Also, it's very simple process. It's a very simple process. I mean, um, very simple. You enter in your zip code. They provide a brief bio and a, a contact information for your next therapist. That's it. And I'm also sure you've seen or heard about BetterHelp on their site. You answer a short questionnaire and provide some background information about yourself and the issues you'd like to deal with in therapy. Then they match you with the most suitable therapist. Uh, The last one I'm going to share with you is called Headway. It's another online resource that allows you to search via location, via your concerns, and the type of insurance you have or just by location. Like you don't have to do all three. You could just do by location. So those are a few of the resources online. Again, if you check in the show notes, I will list out all of these resources for you and we'll include the link as well. When you're looking to improve 
Look for improvements that build on themselves, like hiring for your business. You get better at hiring, you hire great people faster, your business grows, and you keep on hiring. So how do you get better at hiring? You need Indeed. Indeed is the hiring platform where you attract, interview, and hire all in one place. The one thing I love the most about Indeed is its assessment tests because they help take the stress out of the interview process. Your candidates get to prove themselves before the interview so that during the interview, you can dive deeper into talking about what's important to you. Start hiring now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at indeed.com slash self-care IRL. Offer good for a limited time. Claim your $75 credit now at indeed.com slash self-care IRL. Indeed.com slash self-care IRL. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The next thing I want you to do is to check their credentials. I recommend starting with maybe two of those resource sites that I suggested. Do not go ham and search for, you know, therapists on every single one of those sites. Pick two, find some therapists. So once you find their profiles, they're intriguing to you, pay attention to what their credentials are, right? Those initials after their names means different things. And trust me, it can be confusing to figure out what all of the letters stand for. Now, I'm not saying, okay, that you need to become an expert on mental health accreditations, but it can and will be helpful to understand a bit about what the letters mean and what that person can provide for you. So let me just call out a few of the most common ones. So then you have, um, let's see, LCSW, that's Licensed Clinical Social Worker. Then you have LMFT, Licensed Marriage and Family Therapist. You have NCC, National Certified Counselor. LCDC, Licensed Chemical Dependency Counselor. Then you have LPC, Licensed Professional Counselor. You have LMHC, Licensed mental health counselor. Then you have PSYD, doctor of psychology. You have PhD, doctor of philosophy and MD, which is doctor of medicine. In this case, it would be a physician of, or like a psychiatrist. Licensed therapists must all meet state qualifications, which may include passing a licensing test, a background check, performing a certain number of uh, supervised hours, maintaining continuing education credits. Do not be afraid to check this person's credentials. People ask me all the time, you know, why don't I do one-on-ones? Because sis, I'm not certified and I refuse. Okay. So make sure that this person is not offering, is is offering you a service and therapy and not just advice. Not to say that advice isn't bad because you can surely take a course of mine whenever I get together. But what I'm saying is uh, when you go to look for a therapist, they will have these letters behind their names and they do different things. So just pay attention to them. The next thing I want you to do is to actually create a document. I, I probably should have just 
been more clear, but we're going to call this document a, a therapy profile, okay? You're going to add your three factors on there. But in addition to those three factors, you know, the gender, the age, the religion, in addition to those three factors, you're going to add the questions that you should ask during your consultation or honestly, even before your consultation with your therapist. So the first thing I want you to ask is what kind of training have you received? Your therapist, which may be a psychiatrist, a psychologist, they might be, you know, a licensed clinical social worker. All of these professions are actually able to provide therapy. However, the education they received is different. So that's why it's really important for you to actually check their credentials. The next question I want you to ask is, what is your treatment orientation? Now, orientation refers to the psychological theory that a therapist draws from in order to understand and treat psychological difficulties. So for example, some therapists believe that psychological difficulties stem from problems in thinking. This type of therapy is considered cognitive behavioral orientation. I also believe this. So when I look for my black woman therapist, I want someone who practices cognitive behavioral therapy. The next question I want you to ask is, what is your expertise or specialty? Some therapists have received specialized or focused training in one or two disorders. It's very important to see what those are. The next question, very obvious question, what is the cost per session? Sis, sir, what is this going to cost me? <laughs> it's really important to know from the beginning how much a session is going to cost you because this can honestly be expensive. So find out immediately what kind of insurance is accepted and what your copay would be. If therapy is looking more like a Gucci bag, like I can't really afford this, you can also ask your therapist if they have a sliding scale. This means that the therapist has different prices depending on the client's income. Next question is, can you prescribe medication or make referrals for, for medication? This one's self-explanatory. Can you write the script or not? You know, the next question is, will therapy be time limited or learn long term? Now, this might be something that you can decide on together. Maybe you want to try them out for eight weeks or so. I typically do therapy twice a year at the beginning and then towards the end of the year, but both for about six weeks. Again, this experience now, okay, now is maintenance for maintenance for me. So just to recap your document, you're going to have your three factors on it, right? You're going to have your gender, your age, and your religion. Then you're going to ask, what kind of training have you received? What is your treatment orientation? What is your expertise or specialty? What is the cost per session? Can you prescribe medication or make referrals for medication? And will therapy be limited in time or long term? The last thing, and I really hope that you don't get to this one, like I hope that you do all the things I said to do and you find a therapy and you're healed or healing, right? But what to do if your therapist isn't a good match, whether you realize your therapist isn't a good match during the first appointment, or if you begin feeling like that, you know, you're not that supported well deep into your therapy process, you can and should change therapists. Now, let me note for you, this is not a sign that therapy isn't working. It is, however, a sign that this 
particular therapist isn't working for you. You know, I'm not a fan of ghosting. So if you've been working with your therapist for a while, you may want to talk about the fact that you aren't feeling a connection. It's going to feel a little bit awkward. Or it's going to feel a little bit uncomfortable. So what? Okay, grow up. Okay, we're adults here. Remember that therapists have have these conversations often. If there's an issue that can be addressed, they should want to address it with you. Your honesty will also really help you find someone who is better suited for your needs. This is you vocalizing your needs, which is a great practice to have in and out of therapy. If you don't feel comfortable talking to your therapist, I get it. I know you don't want to talk to them directly. I get it. Don't feel bad about that. Just start the process again from step one and find your person again. During this experience, I want you to remember that you are the consumer and you should approach this as you would with any investment. This will be an investment of time, money, and your future. So it's important you find the therapist that is going to work best for you in getting your needs met. Now listen, if you did not take any notes during this episode, don't worry. I'll have all the resource links in the show notes. If you are a Patreon member, there will be cheat sheets for you to follow along because I love you the most. And of course, you can always purchase the cheat sheets and wellness downloadables on my personal website, tyalexander.co. Thank you so much for joining me today. I am incredibly grateful for our connection. Thank you for for just leaning into these hard conversations with me. And a special thank you to those of you who are here every week faithfully listening and supporting the podcast. If you'd like to continue our conversations or you just have a story that you want to share, please consider joining our community. Log on to patreon.com slash self-care. That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n.com slash self-care IRL. And if you've enjoyed this episode, do me a favor and submit your review on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, or wherever you are listening to me today. Also, I kind of think you like me, so go ahead and subscribe to the podcast so you can be the first to get new episodes each and every Monday. And I want to encourage you to share this episode on IG Stories, Twitter, Facebook. Just do your go a favor and share it so we can keep the conversations going. And when you do share it, make sure you tag me at Ty Alexander and at Self Care IRL. Again, thank you so much for listening today. I enjoyed you. And until next time, toodles.